Welcome back to the Where the Bear podcast series right here on your home for the Where the Bear podcast on the Golden Grizzlies iTunes and SoundCloud page. My name is Neil Rule. Today, a very, very special edition of the From My Chair podcast with the Director of Athletics here for the Golden Grizzlies, Jeff Konya. And Jeff, as always, appreciate you carving out some time. Hey, we don't have anything to discuss, right? There's nothing else going on. Thanks nothing for listening, on. everyone. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you in the next episode of From My Chair. No, but Jeff, uh, uh, Golden Grizzlies making some big news, not only in the Detroit area, but nationally as well. USA Today, uh, the NHL uh, giving Oakland University a grant, uh, the NHL and the NHL Players Association to be exact, giving the Oakland Golden Grizzlies a grant to do a feasibility study for adding Division One men's and women's hockey here at Oakland. And you're just on the heels of, of a big press conference with Ken Holland and all the NHL and NHLPA brass down at Little Caesars Arena. Really some big times going on right now. And, Jeff, the, the biggest question on everybody's mind that's going to click on this and listen, so when's it start? Start this season? <laughs> you know, when, when does hockey start? Take everybody through that process. Yeah, I, I think everybody's got to tap the brake a, a little bit on, uh, you know, we've you know we had a lot of people show different degrees of interest since the announcement you know, you know, people throwing in some resumes, how can I help, uh, uh, some corporate folks in the community, you know, uh, do you want a partner? We just got to slow down a little bit. There's a lot of due diligence that has to go on. I uh, really appreciate the support. Uh, but we have to go through this feasibility study. And I, what, it is an exploratory quest. I mean, we we want to, uh, we had interest. Uh, we think that we have a market. We have a university that's progressing. We have a university that stands for excellence in, in academics. Um, as well as student life, and certainly that bleeds into uh, uh, athletics. And as a progressing organization, we certainly want to make you know see what the next uh, iteration of Oakland Golden Grizzlies athletics can look like. And you constantly have to qu- ask the question: as an forward-moving organization, um, is there anything else that we need to consider? Um, you have to have an open mindset, otherwise you're going to stay stagnant. So when this opportunity afforded itself to Oakland and our leadership, um, you know, kudos to the NHL and the NHLPA College Hockey Inc. Um, through this process, and we were fortunate to be selected um, as one of the initial five participants of receiving this feasibility study. You know, this is not a uh, you know white paper with a couple of bullet points made in crayon. This is a legitimate document that's going to unearth and uncover uh, a lot of different aspects to consider if you wanted to establish a Division One men's and women's hockey program. Things like funding, uh, both the expenses and revenue side, everything from uh, community ice uh, demand and supply and what, what the average cost can look like, what's that revenue stream look like, what sponsorship look like, what are ticket sales look like, what's the potential conference home look like. Uh, what are the one-time costs look like? What are the continuing costs look like? Um, uh, you know, what is the gender equity component? Um, all these things, you know, are going to be examined in full detail and different contingencies up to and including what facility options are out there um, are going to be presented to Oakland for consideration. And then it's up to the university and our local community and our members and our students and all of our constituents to say, you know what? this makes sense or you know what this doesn't make sense and and you know that'll be the time um that 
you know, we'll, we'll kind of make the decision and, and move forward. But I, you know, asking me personally, I got asked the question and I'll share my personal opinion. I think it's a transformative opportunity for the broader university. I think it has a lot more implications than simply 30 contests and, and uh, student, more student athletes on campus. I think you start getting right regional and national equity in the degree. Uh, you have more visible recruiting opportunities for the broader students. The sport makes a lot of sense in the local region. It certainly would grab some media attention. Um, and, you know, you're, you also have another uh, relationship with community members potentially if you do the facility as a, as a community partnership. So given all that and all that context, it certainly is the reason why we're looking at, at this to see if it is an opportunity we want to pursue. This is from my chair podcast with the Golden Grizzlies Director of Athletics, Jeff Konya, as always. This podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. You can visit them online at evanslawgrp.com. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. And, Jeff, we, we could kill a lot of time here on this on this week's podcast because there's questions on questions on questions. I'll do my best to get to a lot of them. Uh, but the, the thing that jumps out to me when, when we look at this in totality this is an industry sometimes, Jeff, and then we're, we're keeping it real. We're real talking here. This is an industry here in college athletics where a lot of times some people can get in that chair and go on autopilot and, and say, we'll just stay the course. We'll continue to run things the way we're running them. One thing you've made very clear from the day you walked in this door to two days ago at Little Caesars Arena and probably going down the road is that you're always going to look at ways to expand this thing. You're always going to look at – trying to figure out what the, what the next up-and-coming thing is. And, and we talked yesterday, and you and I have talked about this a lot, there's a forward-thinking vision that goes on. And, and this slides right in right into that forward-minded thinking, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, one of our hallmark principles in our ethos, which is the culture we live, breathe every day in athletics, is innovation. Um, you know, and, and to have a creative mindset. And, you know, sometimes innovation um, – you know, for the seeds of innovation to be allowed to grow and, and bloom, um, you know, you have to sometimes go outside of your comfort zone and, and go outside and, and explore the marketplace. And, you know, this is one of those opportunities. It's I would call it a signature opportunity for Oakland as a broader campus to consider. And, I, you know, I don't think it's just an athletics decision. This is a decision that um, all the constituents – and if they have the uh, mindset that we want to be innovative and if they, all of our constituents have the mindset that they believe that this is the next vision that should be in alignment with whatever Oakland Athletics, Golden Grizzlies Athletics should be, then it's something that they need to discuss, get their full weight and support behind and see where, the, where, where, it, can, uh, where it can go. And, and I think that's, you know, uh, a lot of this comes down to you know, the numbers and, um, you know, money so, comes, yeah, it comes down I, to I money. Mean, yeah, money makes the world go round. So I mean, in terms of the operating dollars and the one-time costs and the, and the facilities, we'll we'll see if we can we can handle that kind of fiduciary responsibility to bring what I think are transformative programs uh, to this campus. I think we're you'd be you're, you'd be talking about Oakland hockey potentially in Division One as a national brand, not not a regional brand, a national brand. Well, Jeff, when you look at when you look at this whole thing from the standpoint, too, and you mentioned gender equity and the implications that that has, there are no Division One women's hockey teams in the state of Michigan, which, you know, Hockey Town is located within in the state of Michigan. And I was really taken aback. In retrospect, I probably shouldn't have been. 
but I was really taken aback by the level of engagement on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, everything like that. That was a huge talking point with a lot of people that, that are taking an interest in the situation and how it goes. And something I, I never never really thought about probably as much as I should have, but that is the case. There are no Division One women's hockey teams in one of the hockey hotbeds of the United States of America where you look at Team USA in the Olympics, a perennial contender for gold medals. Players of the highest caliber are right here in, in the backyard uh, of the Golden Grizzlies and in the greater Detroit area. And this is something I, I think is huge with the people. When you look at it in that regard, this would be the only Division One women's hockey team in the state. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, a huge opportunity for the university to make a statement. Um, obviously, it's uh, another a huge opportunity from a recruitment standpoint. You know, the interesting thing, and I, I made reference to this in my comments the other night, um, is that, you know, between Minnesota, Michigan, and Massachusetts, the three M's of hockey, you, you that's where women's hockey, by and large, is being played. You know, those other states have robust opportunities for uh, their female uh, student, student athletes that participate in, in college hockey. Michigan does not, unfortunately, at this time. So, uh, you know, that's that's a situation where, if Oakland wants to take the lead, I believe that there is demand for participation in that sport, and Oakland could certainly be a solution to part of the equation for, you know, amateur women's hockey, uh, Michigan high school hockey, and and certainly the intercollegiate space. And you know, again, with some programs that become staples of success and staples in terms of their participation nationally, and it's not hard for me to fathom that. You know, women's ice hockey in a Michigan school could be a national contender. And then what does that do uh, for that niche sport as it grows through the state, through the region? Um, and what does that do for the university that could sponsor that sport? Jeff, looking at hockey, too, in, in the NHL involvement, in the NHL Players Association involvement as well, and, and getting the opportunity to talk with, with a lot of those people and those constituents down there at Little Caesars Arena, uh, the cold hard facts, one-third of NHL players now, uh, roughly one-third of the players in the NHL played NCAA hockey, played college hockey. They have a vested interest in the growth of, of the game of college hockey as well, just from the standpoint of retooling their, their stockpile of talent, their talent pond. Yeah, I, I think that's part of the reason why the NHLPA and NHL and, and, and College Hockey Inc. Uh, came together with this very ingenious uh, program uh, for colleges and universities to consider what it would take to start these programs, you know, down the line, should they get started, should it make sense for their respective institutions to start these sports, then, then certainly, you know, the NHL and the NHL uh, PA, well, I would call them happy campers at that prospect because, again, you're you're getting uh, more participation slots, more opportunities to scout, more opportunities to develop your talent. Um, in the space where more and more people are coming into the game and particularly into the professional hockey game. So, you know, from that perspective, it, it, it's not hard to fathom uh, if Oakland were uh, fortunate to say, yeah, we're going to pull the trigger and see if we can make this a reality, that we would have NHL players, you know, as our alumni within relatively quick order. Sure. I mean, it stands to reason. Look around. <laughs> Look right. around at all the local college hockey teams as well. From well, and to be fair, we watched the Red Wings game last uh, last Monday, and you had uh, two 
uh, Red Wings from Western Michigan. You have alumni from University of Michigan. You have alumni from Michigan State. I mean, it's uh, the Detroit Red Wings have a very Michigan feel to their roster composition right now. And, you know, that's not unique in the NHL, as you suggest, no. with the, the college hockey players having more and more influence on rosters. No question about it. You're listening to From My Chair, the podcast with the Golden Grizzlies Director of Athletics, Jeff Konya, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. And remember, attorneys who have the ability to align excellent legal knowledge with sharp business savvy provide real value to their clients. Dedicated to assisting businesses with their employment and labor law issues, the Evans Law Group provides real value to their clients. Perhaps this is why U.S. News and World Report recognize the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and for the ninth straight year has recognized its founder, Cameron Evans, as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. To learn more, visit them on the web at www.evanslawgrp.com. And Jeff, let me ask you this, and this, this really is twofold. Number one, the only other public institution – that has been brought up as, as a part of this quote-unquote feasibility study, Power 5 school in Illinois. Um, you look at what they bring to the table, that brand equity, being a Power 5, being a big-time sports institution as well. Yet the NHL, the Detroit Red Wings, they get involved and they bring to this table with Oakland University, with the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. What does that say to you, A, about where the Oakland Golden Grizzlies brand is right now? B, maybe more importantly, where can it go? Because let's be honest, we were talking about it. You're talking about dollars, and these types of, these types of organizations, the NHL, the NHLPA, they're, they're, not, it's not, they're not just looking to throw money away here. They're, they're really trying sure. to find some results. So what does that say about the Golden Grizzlies brand as it sits now? More importantly, where it can go? Well, I think it's a good statement of where the brand sits right now. Um, I, I think we are still an emerging brand, uh, especially when you're, you're talking outside the state of Michigan, outside of our region, of our conference. Um, you know, that said, I think we we have elevated you know the brand through the consistent look and messaging that we've had um, you know since since 2014. But um, over and above that, relative to the the hockey equation. You know, I, I, it's, it is nice that some of the schools being considered are, um, you know, Power Five schools, and, and Oakland may have a different DNA than some of those schools. But, you know, the point for college hockey is, it, it's not a, um, it's not just about the name in, in the sport. It is about the opportunity and the uh, institutional characteristics that can support a prosperous uh, team. And if you just look at college hockey the last few years, you have success stories from schools like Yale and Union and Quinnipiac and UM Duluth. Um, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting a whole bunch because uh, you know Denver's out De- there. Denver, you know well. what? You know, and and those aren't Power Five schools. Sure. Um, well, you're not talking about just success. Those are national cha- those, national championships. Those are the, some of the Frozen Four participants, <laughs> right, right? right? I mean, so in terms of the competition and ability to compete, just because you're a Power Five in the intercollegiate hockey space doesn't necessarily translate to victory and to accomplishment and to you know national uh, championship participation. Um, but I do think what those sports or those institutions have for the sport is a very positive. Um, forthcoming 
space that has uh, you know, had the magic special sauce of coaching and and facilities and funding and all those things that generally lead to winning and culture. And that's something that, you know, as we move forward to the second part of the thing is, is always top of mind with our organization is about our culture and how we can put our student athletes in the best possible position to have success. And that would be the same questions that we would ask in consideration of any sport we would start. It wouldn't be a one-off. It would be an assimilation into our existing culture as to what is their student-athlete experience and what is going to provide the coaches and those student-athletes the infrastructure to be successful academically, in their social development, and certainly in competition. Jeff, I want to put you on the spot for a second here because this is this is the question that pops inside my mind as, as I try to <laughs> climb into your mind a little bit and, and see which way you're thinking about this and which way you're going. You know, this – this is a Oakland production, you know. I, the heat lamp has already been on in other <laughs> conversations. Oh, you sure. know, you no know, question. I, I thought I was getting a nice Aquafina water and <laughs> be on my merry way. No, but. but but Jeff, I do want to hit you with this because you'll talk you'll talk real talk as we like to say. You'll be honest about this. There's all kinds of pressure on you now, right? And all kinds of pressure on this organization <laughs> to make this happen. No, for real. I mean, you st- you stood up there on, on the podium at Little Caesars Arena with Ken Holland, the general manager of the Detroit Red Wings, next to you, with executives from the NHL Players Association as well, with the who's who in Detroit sports media and everybody that's talked about it, all the news stories, USA Today has run a piece on it as well. There's some pressure on you now to, to do what you can do to, to try to make this happen. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're going to give it our our best shot, and we're going to do our due diligence in reviewing the data. And you know, we we and when I say we, Oakland University, sure. the constituents, not just athletics, but everybody who comes uh, together around the table, um, you know, wants to stand up and, and thinks this is a, a a good idea. I mean, for us to get to this point, a lot of people thought it was a good idea to engage in having the conversation. After the conversation is had, and we get the data. You know, it's it's that next level of conversation where you know a lot of the the truth is going to come out, and I'm hopeful that the case is going to be made, that it's going to be uh, of the ilk, that it's going to be we're, we're we got to find a way to make this happen. What and certainly from an athletic standpoint, we do have skin in the game to try and make that happen if we believe it's in our best interest. So you know, I I have my personal. Um, I wouldn't say I, I'm not putting my personal stake on on this becoming a reality, but certainly it's something that I want to give my best shot. Sure. When you go in front of all these people and go in front of USA Today and and look at one of the quotes that you had in the presser, you said this is an opportunity for us to uh, to quote identify partners in the community. I mean that tells me that that you're you obviously you have a stake in this that you sure. want to make this happen and there's a lot of pressure on you to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean there's a lot of pressure on all of us though. I, I'm not. I don't think I'm any. More or less, maybe you know, it's like a maybe I'm a quarterback, but it takes a you know quarterbacks can get killed if it's eleven on one. But right. you know, yeah, maybe I'll pull the trigger on some of the conversations, or I might call play here or there. But there's a lot of folks that are going to need to uh, be in rhythm uh, in order for us to complete that that touchdown drive. If this is if to use the football analogy, sure. Well, Jeff, I, I know that everyone's excited. Just going off the social media banter, I, I know that certainly everybody's excited. Um, real quickly, Liverpool at the top of the table in the Champions League. You know, we, we can't go through a From My Chair podcast without at least touching on it. Yep. Liverpool in the Champions League at the top of their table right now. 
Yeah, sitting on five points, three games to play, two at home. Huge goal um, differential in their favor. Uh, you know, we're sitting sitting pretty good in the Champions League. Same can't be said right now in the EPL table. Um, well, we're not talking about that right but, now. We're talking about Champions but, League. But we have uh, opportunity to get better quickly. Uh, so, um, you know, go, go Liverpool <laughs> FC. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Jeff, to sit down with you on the From My Chair podcast. As always, thank you very much for the time. And people, remember, you can subscribe to the Wear the Bear podcast series, and you can get exclusive access to the From My Chair podcast with the Director of Athletics, Jeff Coney. All you got to do, go to SoundCloud or iTunes, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe, and you are in there. So for the Director of Athletics, Jeff Konya, my name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later. <laughs>